0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. The NFL season is here. It's finally arrived. The opening game is in the Bucks. The Rams and the Bills kicking off the new season. Now 30 more teams are all eagerly chomping at a bit to get their campaigns underway, all in the same quest to make it to Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona, and lift the ultimate prize, the Lombardi Trophy. Hello, welcome along. This is Graves on Gridiron. I am your host, Richard Graves. If you're new to the show, great to have you with us. The format is simple each week we look at three games, look at the lines set by the odds makers, and try and decipher which is right, which we disagree with, and explain why. Last season we finished with a winning record both in the regular season and then impressively in the postseason as well. We're lucky to emulate that and do even better this time around. So without further ado, let's turn the page and enter week one in the NFL. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Well, it's been a long wait, but it's great to have football back on our TV screens. We've had the opening game. Now all eyes turn to Sunday evening. We kick off with the New England Patriots Going down to South Florida to take on the Miami Dolphins with a new head coach in charge, Mike McDaniel. A little bit eccentric, but without doubt revered, respected and certainly successful with his offensive philosophy over there in San Francisco and with the 49ers in recent years. The Dolphins made a big name addition this offseason. They made a splash, surprising us all by landing star wide receiver Tyreek Hill in a blockbuster move from the Kansas City Chiefs. It automatically gives Tua Tungavailoa, their quarterback, a deep threat that they haven't really had before. The question is, is Tua Tungavailoa good enough? And are the Miami Dolphins able to scheme well enough to make the most of Tyreek Hill's blistering speed? Remember, up there in Kansas City... A lot of the plays that Tyreek Hill made were effectively broken plays. Patrick Mahomes, scrambling from the pocket, making time, and, well, quite frankly, st- being outstanding with his playmaking ability. Tua tonka isn't as mobile. I think he's a good quarterback. It's a big season for him. There are certainly question marks around him. He's been given the reins for this year. This is make or break, I feel, for Tua down there in Miami. He can have absolutely no complaints. They've given him the weapons now on offense um, to be successful. But as I say, the question is, can they make the most of them? Well, they're going to be given a stiff examination week one because first up come their vaunted AFC East rival New England Patriots into town. They've had a good record of late against them. Admittedly, Brian Flores was head coach last season when they enjoyed success over Belichick and the Dolphins. And usually over the last 20 years, let's be honest, it's been 20 years of dominance by and large for New England. Usually if they've slipped up against Miami, it has come down there at Hard Rock Stadium. So you look at the odds line for this. Dolphins, 15-8 on to win this game. That raised a few eyebrows when I first saw it. But then you consider who the New England Patriots are these days. Mac Jones, second-year quarterback, Started well, was solid last year. Can he kick on this time around? Then you've got the weather down there in South Florida. The heat, the humidity at this time of year. As a result of that, the New England Patriots have made the trip down to South Florida five days early to try and acclimatise. But from what I'm seeing and reading, the facilities might not be all that they would want because every college team at this time of year are in practice for their games this weekend. So the Patriots have had to resort to using a second division soccer field for practice in the build-up to this game. Not exactly ideal. I like the Dolphins as favourites to win this game, but I look at the spread, four and a half points. Dolphins games last year, their defence was good. The Patriots have built success over two decades on having a good defence. I don't think it's going to be more than a one-score game, I would be surprised if more than a field goal decides this. So the total points is the one that stands out to me in this. 46.5 points is the line. Take the under in this. Under 46.5 total points when the Dolphins and the Patriots meet on Sunday. The second game selected from the week one slate for me is the Packers and the Vikings. It's the late window game on Sunday, 9.25pm UK kickoff. Green Bay going to Minnesota, this AFC North rivalry renewed. Aaron Rodgers, who else, leads the Packers, the NFL's back-to-back MVP. But there is one glaring omission from Green Bay's roster this time around. Wide receiver Devontae Adams is no longer there. In the offseason, he made the move to join Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders, what was already an ensemble of no-names. Devontae Adams aside, in terms of receiving core now, for Aaron Rodgers, literally is a no name in terms of NFL receiving cores. That being said, fourth round rookie wide receiver, Romeo Dubes, has been creating waves in preseason. Rodgers has been raving about him. He's featured well. Do not be surprised if he features heavily on Sunday evening. Align that with Tonyan at tight end. We all, all know that Mike LeFleur likes to run a run-first offense, so Aaron Jones could be in for a big game. That won't come as a surprise for the Minnesota Vikings either. Their defensive line will be ready for that test. It will be interesting to see how Aaron Rodgers adapts to this challenge. And, of course, he's going against a Vikings team who have a few differences of their own from the last time these two teams met, most notably at head coach Kevin O'Connell is now in charge Up there at Minnesota, what a baptism of fire this is to open up your head coaching career. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, we know all about those two at the wide receiving core for the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins is still quarterback there. But all the uh, everything you hear coming out of Minnesota is expect this offense to be different. There's a feeling that what we've seen in preseason isn't a true reflection of what the offensive scheme might be like once the regular season gets underway. They've hardly used a fullback, for example, in formations during three preseason games. They've kept a fullback on the roster. Um, they they often implemented just one tight end in their offensive formations during preseason. It'll be interesting to see if that remains the case once the, the real action gets underway on Sunday night. But let's not forget. The Vikings are going up against a strong uh, Green Bay Packers defence. You've got Clark, the uh, sorry Rashan Gary, um, the edge rusher to bring pressure. You've got Jair Alexander in this defence as well for Green Bay. They, by and large, they've been impressive over recent years. Um, they've been solid. That's reflected in results. I think I'm right in saying that over three years during the regular season, they've lost nine games total. That might be ten. Um, I stand to be correct on that. Whatever way you look at it, the record under um, Lafleur is very impressive. I think Green Bay going to Minnesota, things might have changed for both teams. I don't think the result in this one changes. I think the Green Bay Packers start the season 1-0 and on Sunday night. They get the W. You can get them to win on the money line outright 5-6. to six. I prefer to go with a a little bit of a cushion. So you take the Packers at plus 1.5 to win this game. Without a doubt, I think they get the job done. Take Green Bay at plus 1.5. The final game of our trio we're looking at this week sees a repeat of last year's kickoff game. On that occasion, it was held in Tampa when the Buccaneers were Super Bowl champions. This time around... We go to Big D in the heart of Texas. The Cowboys host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's been a ton of storylines around both these franchises throughout the off-season. None bigger, perhaps, than that surrounding Tom Brady, who initially decided to retire. Six weeks later, thought, nah, that's not for me. I've got another season left in me. So in his 46th year, Tom Brady takes the reins again of this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. If you joined us for part one of this week's Podcast doubleheader. You'll have heard me say that without Tom Brady, the oddsmakers had the Buccaneers at thirty-three to one to win the Super Bowl this time around. The moment he announces he's coming back for another season, their odds have come crashing down to nine to one to win it all in February in Arizona. As for the Dallas Cowboys, well, they've had issues on offense. Amari Cooper traded away for a fifth-round pick to the Cleveland Browns. They've lost Cedric Wilson, their third receiver, as well. Michael Gallup isn't fit after picking up an ACL injury in the postseason last time around. That means you've got CD Lamb for Dak Prescott to aim at and a bunch of complementary pieces if he can find them. A job going to be made all the more difficult by problems on the offensive line. Lyle Collins, the starting right tackle, he's gone. Tyron Smith, is starting left tackle, Picked up an injury two weeks ago. He's out likely for the season. That means you've got a rookie in uh, Tyler Smith, 17th picked overall by the Cowboys, being thrown out to left tackle in his first game against this Buccaneers defensive line. You, you've got question marks over Connor McGovern at left guard. Will Dak Prescott be protected sufficiently to make plays? Time will tell. Without doubt, Dak is going to have to make plays if Dallas are, are to win this game. That being said, it's not plain sailing for the Buccaneers offensive line either. Their entire interior that started last season is gone. Both guards, centre, retired. They've got a replacement centre. He went down injured um, at the start of of pre-season. So they're now on a backup to protect Tom Brady. They've got a rookie coming in at left guard. They've got a new piece at right guard. It's well known, if you can put pressure on Tom Brady and move him off his mark, he is not the quarterback that we've all come to know, respect and get used to, quite frankly. And you look at this Cowboys defensive front, Micah Parsons is a standout name. They've added Anthony Barr, who can also rush the passer, the uh, veteran from the Minnesota Vikings. You've got a fully fit DeMarcus Lawrence, who missed 11 games last season. Sam Williams, the rookie second-round pick, has been turning heads. He can get to the quarterback. I like Dallas in the opening game to get pressure on Tom Brady. I don't think this game will be as high-scoring as it was 12 months ago, but I do think the Cowboys Reverse the fortunes on that occasion. On that occasion, of course, the Buccaneers ran out winners. I can see the Cowboys pulling off the shock here. They are the underdogs to win this game. You get a one and a half point start if you want to take them on the spread, or you can go under 49 and a half points um, for total points. I like the spread. Take the Dallas Cowboys at plus 1.5 to shock the Buccaneers and claim the win on Sunday night. Graves on Gridiron. Okay, so those are our three games selected for the opening weekend of the NFL season. First up, just to recap, we're taking the under 46.5 total points when the Patriots meet the Dolphins. 6 pm UK kickoff on Sunday evening. In game two, take the Packers on the spread at plus 1.5 to overcome the Vikings in Minnesota. And then perhaps the shock of the evening, we're going for the Dallas Cowboys to overturn the form book and take down the Buccaneers on the spread, take the Cowboys at plus 1.5. First and foremost, remember, this is intended to be a bit of fun, so only gamble what you can afford to. Um, Enjoy it, enjoy the games, enjoy the return of the NFL season. Uh, and let, look, it's going to be a long season as well. We're looking forward to a lot more of these podcasts, a lot more games to preview as well. And be sure to join us when we're back next week with another edition of Graves on Gridiron. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts and keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number one.